0: Hi, Che. Spencer here. Hope you're well. Um, It's funny, every time you speak about the cipher system, it's as if there's this little distant cheer in my head Um, because um, just because everything it emphasizes kind of ticks your boxes in my mind. I, I, I need to stress that. But just the the fact that there's a very clear structure, the fact that there's a lot of freedom within that structure. And then there's a real emphasis on the GM having fun at the table during the session. It just, I don't know. I know your journey isn't about finding the perfect game. But I just wanted to share those thoughts that every time you mention the cypher system, I hear Hooray!
1: Rescue. Hey there, rescuers. Welcome to another quick fire call in episode. And thank you to Spencer from Keep Off the Borderlands for firing off the show. I think that right now I'm really enjoying diving back into Cipher System. And I think you're right; it's got most of what I need from a role-playing game. Apart from, I need some players. But yeah, for those who don't know, Spencer is one of our patrons from patreon.com slash rpgrescue and he's been listening to the Dungeon Master's Diary and over the last couple of weeks I've been well, delving around, diving into Toss Monty Cook's City on the Spire which arrived last week and I have been basically reading ever since. And also the fact that I've just been diving around the other supplements as well and really enjoying myself with that. I think that it's a great game. So yeah, thanks for that shout. I think that when I open up Cypher i hear that as well you know
0: hooray
2: hey shea this is carl calling and and um yeah i Listening to your last couple of podcasts, I might be convinced to play in a GURPS game. I don't know enough about. I guess they I play in a GURPS game again because I've actually played in a GURPS Harn game for a little bit. But maybe I broke the system and upset the GM because I played a in Harn in Harn world. I played basically the Avinian or an Avinian uh, sailor pilot. Um, I could. I built things that so I could do a lot of damage. Maybe the gym didn't like that. I don't know. Anyway, I actually was wanting to play like Napoleonic era, maybe like a sharps rifles type of thing. And I picked up the uh, the only book really out there on gaming wise on Napoleonics or Napoleon era gaming. The only game out there that I've seen or the only role playing product out there that covers that time period really in depth is GURPS, Napoleonic Age so I picked it up on the drive-thru and I've been flipping through it Um, so it's kind of neat I'd love, it'd be fun to do like a sharps rifle thing, I don't know I do agree with your, so I guess I agree and don't agree with your the interview person that you, with Christopher Rice, I think more accurately not a contemporary game but a historically based game I think would be easy to do with Gerps, um, and maybe for the same reasons he outlined in a modern day game, you can just look everything up, everything's there, and it's happened, and you could add in as many elements as you want because history is not really all that accurate, um, honestly I mean I've learned when I was running a Roman game and looking back through what history is out there, there's a lot of room for interpretation and very sparse details so. Depending on how fa- far back you went, or if you went to, like, say, the Saxon period in Britain after the fall or after the, the Romans left, um, you got lots of wiggle room. You could do lots of things, and you can just look at the latest archaeology. Uh, for example, definitely, like, the coast of Cornwall was a huge hub during that era um, for trade, and trade you know, not just with other places in, on the British Isles, but trade with the Mediterranean. They found artifacts there from Egypt and Turkey. So, hey, you got a lot of room for expansion and GURPS could be a cool way to do a historically minded campaign.
1: So the legendary Carl Rodriguez there, the gm himself from the gm podcast. Thanks, Carl, for calling in. Uh, absolutely amazing to hear that you want to, Or willing to give GURPS a bit of a go or at least another go and yeah I'm with you I think historical games with GURPS are very very easy to do in comparison with um, kind of doing fantasy or science fiction anyway and while I kind of slightly disagree I do think that doing a modern game is probably the simplest thing I think I take your point that with a historical game you've got plenty of space between the gaps and perhaps it's less stressful to do a historical game in some ways because especially if your players aren't experts in a particular um, sort of era that you're playing in or the particular details of what you're playing in then you've got a lot of room and i just think that's a brilliant point so thanks for the calling man it's great to hear from you and um also just wanted to say while i've i'm sort of speaking to you thanks for joining arlen and i and jason in our games playing savage worlds in the big apple mutant samurai game we play on fridays i really appreciate it i really enjoyed gaming with you game on
3: hey chey listening to episode one of, what is it? Season nine. And the definition that you gave uh, well, the the term scanner or the label or whatever, whatever it's called um, the definition you give sounds peculiarly peculiarly, peculiarly? Per, uh, anyway, it sounds a lot like the definition of ADHD. Um, it's probably, I don't know how commonly known it is, but the, the term ADHD, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or even ADD, attention deficit disorder, is probably a very inaccurate, uh, an inaccurate way to name the, that particular disability just because it is definitely more... It maybe it should be called scanner, <laughs> although that reminds me of the movie scanners. Uh, please don't blow up my head. But um, yeah, so someone with ADHD has the well, they're they're constantly moving from. Idea to idea, or you know, there is this this uh, this part which becomes a um, an inability to focus on certain things. However, there's also a second part to that where you can actually have intense focus uh, to the point of being uh, in the flow to where everything outside of that object of focus or idea of focus is completely blocked out and disappears. So it sounds an awful lot like scanner what do you think
1: so that's frank turfler from middle kingdom publishing and um i just wanted to say thanks first of all for those who don't know frank and i converse using the telegram app quite a lot and uh, every now and then i pinch things that he says so i pinched that one and i've also pinched my reply so when you say what do i think well this is what i did say in reply hey dude you know, I don't know. I'm not medical, obviously, not a psychologist. And um, I'm always, uh, I guess, a little bit uh, suspicious of um, sort of psychological labelling or labelling generally. But, you know, yeah, what you're describing, it might be close to what I experience. And, and, you know, maybe it's just a different way of looking at it. I haven't seen I've never really seen it. Um, well, since discovering um, Barbara... Sher's book i stopped I, I used to think i was deficient in some ways i think i was somehow kind of you know useless and um and able to focus just kind of flaky basically i've used that term a lot and um i now realize that that isn't the case it is actually like there is a, a difference and you know the um i don't i mean Sher is not a you know kind of you know i don't know bona fide a psychologist i guess though she was a counselor i think um but Yeah, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. The point is that I find it hard to focus. Well, I find it hard to maintain a focus on something once I've got what I want from it. And that is maybe the difference, I don't know, because it's not like I can't focus, I can focus, uh, but I jump from thing to thing and and my interest will be maintained in a thing until I've got what I came for. Um, And I'm not sure that's entirely the same as kind of like not having focus and not being able to have focus the other side of that though, the second part you described is very much like me, you know, but the state of flow is something that many humans experience, you know, it's, um, you know, that intensity of, uh, and I, and when it happens to me, you know, I can, you know, I can be oblivious to what's going on around me. So I, I just don't know. I mean, it would be interesting, wouldn't it, to talk to psychologists or something? <laughs> anyway, um, but I appreciate you call, you know, the message and, and kind of like, you, you know, you're thinking about it and, um, yeah, I'm fascinated by the whole thing. But who knows, eh? And that's about it. I just wanted to throw out there some of the callings that have come in in the last week or so. So a big thank you to Spencer from Keep Off the Borderlands, Carl from Geomologist, and Frank Turfler from... Middle Kingdoms. Just really appreciate calling in, giving me some thoughts and if anybody out there wanted to call in, of course you can do so via anchor.fm slash rpgrescue or you can hop on to whatever app you've got on your phone record something and email it to me through hello at rpgrescue.com Anyway, I guess that's enough for now. Hope you're all well Hopefully I'll be another episode on Saturday and until then Game on!